with news of traffic and travel, here's Nicola Hudson of A Road Watch. In Limerick City, it's set to be another busy day as a novena continues at the Redemptorist Church until the end of the week. Ten services have been taking place each day, starting at seven and continuing right. The atmosphere is just. It's fantastic. It's, it's sort of like going to an All Ireland or something like that. You know. Like I know somebody went last year and she was praying for a baby and she's had a baby only a few weeks back. All of this is as part of the Limerick Southern Ring Road. We're the Redemptress. You'll have to go to the Augustinians for St. Jude. <laughs> Nicola Hudson, A Roadwatch. Thank you, Nicola. It's uh, 26 minutes to eight now and Darren Friend is here. No. That's it. Come here. I, I, are you up there around half nine? Go in. I'll talk to you later on tonight. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. No, I'm actually sitting in an 18-seater bus just outside the Redemptorist Church in Limerick. And as far as I know, this is about my 23rd year coming in here. And I bring a group from Ballygrand Castletown area. Now, they're a group of um, they're a group of elderly people, and they just like coming to the novena here one of my passengers is actually on a wheelchair and she hasn't been out since this time last year and she looked forward to every year of coming out on the bus on her wheelchair The church on the outside is decorated in bunting of many colours especially the 32 counties of Ireland There's various other flags blue and yellow and white flags the papal flag and the Irish flag just a lot of colour outside to kind of welcome people into the church. Well, we're, we're looking after the traffic and making sure that people get in and get out okay and get in and out safely. And we try and let as many people in as we can, especially people that would need access to the yard, we'd let them in. There's a good camera atmosphere at it, like really, in fairness. You'd always meet people you'd meet over the year and you might see them for 12 months and you'd see them then again here at the Novena again and, and the neighbours and that. Even amongst ourselves now, we'll say, like the community guard there, Padge, we might meet for 12 months, but we'd meet here, you know. And you'd get uh, to sort out a few tickets for you, would you? I don't know about that. <laughs> for the Ireland, maybe. <laughs> Not for Limerick, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I meant parking tickets. I know you did. <laughs> I like to get in early to get parking in the yard to so convenient, you know. Now, I'm not over-religious, but we'll never get any place without a few prayers. When the chips are down, we have to... That's the only thing we can resort to. This car's coming there now. Do you mind yourselves? No. shooting the car park so I just uh, hive his vest just so that uh, the motor see us. It says uh, Novena on it, that's all. For the nine days we give up whatever spare time we have we get some satisfaction out of it anyway you know, religious or otherwise you know. especially this year, this year I was made redundant from my job so at least I have something there, it means something to me, my face you know, I can go inside into the church any, any day of the week and just sit down you know, in the quiet of the church, not, not even to pray just to sit down and I know from that someday hopefully my prayers will be answered, you know, I, I will find a job 
that keeps me going, you know. We're selling all sorts of religious objects the candles and various prayer cards and of course particularly the prayer card for our mother of perpetual health because this is our novena if you want now this is plastic camera for a child they're worth only two euro and you get all the saints see all the, the, the images there you are which saint do you like that's saint anthony you will like jude we're the redemptress you'll have to go to the augustinians for jude <laughs> so if you're on a mission, you'd better go down to the Augustinians. If I hadn't faith, I don't know what I'd do. It keeps me going. It's, it's like a tonic. It makes me get up in the morning and makes me do things that I wouldn't normally do. If you're dealing with people, even though they might, uh, you know, they're disagreeable and everything else, but for the sake of uh, my religion... I'm told I have to tolerate those kind of people, so I do tolerate them. have the confession caravan here now if people hadn't been to confession for a few years or that they might like to just in an informal setting like just go in and sit down have a word with their priests have a chat like is that confession box like in the dark you can just sit down in there and speak your mind and say what you have to say like would you be in the caravan for a long time myself oh they, they go up the caravan park for me i <laughs> This is a caravan which the Redemptorists provide for people who would like to come by for counselling or to talk about issues that might be troubling them or difficulties that they might have. So we provide a listening service here uh, during the times of the Novena. I suppose I have an interest in people and in listening to people and um, I like being able to provide people with an opportunity to come by to talk or to share and I get as much out of it I think as the people who come most people who come here are searching anyway and looking for answers and sometimes maybe the novena is another way for them to explore issues and so they explore during their time inside in the church where the priests are challenging them or consoling them or encouraging them and I suppose maybe the same opportunity is available for them here the two may be some way complement each other Thank you very much Steward is to more or less welcome each person as they come into the novena and you find them a seat they're looking for a seat and also you give them a, a novena booklet 
the hymns and the prayers are in the Novena booklet. And by and large, that's the function of a steward, really, you know, to make sure everybody is welcomed and comfortable and everything like that. I've been doing this now for 35 years. I first of all came here in 1976. My mother was, was having an operation and I prayed for the success of the operation. And whereas it wasn't successful, I started coming regularly then after that. I would probably be the youngest steward here. I just started giving out booklets one day and it just sprung off from there that I started stewarding. I've seen so many families, like the husband wheeling in his wife or things like that, and you see the couples and gradually coming through the ages, and then couples that will come back that will be pregnant one year and come back with a baby the year after. You see the progression. <laughs> I'm attached to a certain station each year. I'm over here on the right-hand side, and you see the same faces year in, year out, and, uh, you know, you get to know them, and they get to know you, and invariably they will come to that side because maybe I'm there or whatever reason, you know, that it's, it's fantastic, really, you know. It's... continue to invite others to come along. Now today um, we're celebrating the sacrament of reconciliation. The Eucharist will not be celebrated, but we will return to it tomorrow as a forgiven people and be able to celebrate it um, all the more joy. The sermons are, are good, all right. Didn't so much your fire and brimstone anymore, like, you know, in fairness, there are, there's some good stories being told there. I want to share this with you. It's a memoir I read years ago about a man who remembered as a young, poor child in the 30s, the 1930s. Well, sermons nowadays are, are not as good as they used to be. But when I was a kid, it was all firestone and brimstone and all that kind of stuff, but... Um, it's not like they're going very soft nowadays. It's, it's, nobody's afraid of God anymore with the way the sermons are given. Before you would. The good thing about it is, you know, most of their ceremonies that they give, it's straight to the point, like, you know, there's no beating about the bushes, you know, that their sermons, you know, maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes long, and that's it. He stole food because he was hungry, and then he got guilty. He remembered the good sisters, and he thought he'd better go to confession. Well, I'll tell you one now that really impressed me. And this sermon was given yesterday morning by the Church of Ireland. I heard her. I was surprised to tell you. I thought I was at the wrong church for a while. <laughs> tell her the truth. I'll have no hesitation to say anything, but she was good. She was talking about anger. And she said, anger is like spilling a pint of milk. And if it's left on the floor, it goes everywhere. And if it's left too long, it smells. So you have to clean it up yourself. You know, your anger. Wasn't that nice? That stayed with me.
And the priest asked him why. He said, Father, I stole food because I was ravenously hungry. There's not a scrap of food in the house. And my parents are busy with the other smaller kids. And he writes, the priest becomes quiet. Instead of scolding me or giving me a penance, he does something else. Oh, my child, my child. I hear the sins of the poor people. I assign the penance and give absolution. But I should be on my knees washing their feet. When you confess, do you know what it feels like to us priests? Your courage and your humanity and your humility and your honesty make the gospel real. Let us wash your feet tonight by cleansing your soul. And so you'll see the priests now taking their position throughout the church on various places. We ask you, please leave some space between you and the priest and the person going to confession so as to allow some privacy. The Lord forgive you all your sins, and I, by the power of Jesus Christ, has given me absolve you of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank God you, Our Lady, for helping me to survive very long and difficult marriage breakup. Thank you for the peace we now have in our home. Dear Mother of Perpetual Health, thank you for all I have, despite the recession and my husband losing his job. I thank you for my family and friends, and being here today means everything to me. There was a petition there now last night, it just came in this yesterday afternoon, with somebody that had got a stroke just yesterday, you know, and then you hear of people that are all different types of, you know, petitions. And, people dying and people having operations and, you know, very sadly, you know. When things seemed bleakest, you were a beacon of light. I cannot thank you enough, dear mother, an unworthy sinner. Dear Mother Mary, thank you for a wonderful mother and father and brother and two wonderful sisters. Thank you, Mother. Well, you have a Thanksgiving petition where you thank Our Lady for a favour that was granted to you or ask for a favour and it's written down and put into a box and it's prayed over every one of them. Mine would be to bring young people back to the church, that I keep my own faith and as long as I live, that the priest be there when I kick the bucket. Your mother, <laughs> I've worked hard all my life and had a very good living. During this time, I never went to Mass or Confession. Now my business has gone first, and I owe thousands to the bank and suppliers. I realize now how selfish I was during all the good times I thought I had, and now I can't go on without God. My petition is to ask Our Lady to send me the work so I can pay the people I owe and that I can walk with my head held high again. I don't know if my petition is selfish or not, especially when I hear of all the sick people. I won't say I'm a Holy Mary, because I do my bit. I have something myself at the moment, and I'm asking Our Lady to 
helped me with it. It's something in the family. Yeah, it's a family problem. It's only gone on for the last two years that I buried my husband, certain three years ago. And we would like you to continue to keep writing your petitions and your thanksgivings and um, there's plenty of boxes all around the church there for you. And if you need help, you can ask one of the stewards. Are you praying to fix it or are you praying that you can accept it or have strength to deal with it? Yeah, the whole lot. To fix it and strength to deal with it. And if it's not going to be fixed, can you cope with it? I'll have to just go on. Jesus Christ has given me absolution of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I suppose they, they look for help and they write it down and they get something out of putting it in front of Our Lady. Like I know somebody went last year and she was looking for, she was praying for a baby obviously and she just told me about her going in. And she's had a baby only a few weeks back. Now she went and jumped the novena for that intention last year. And she has got her intention. Yeah, people, you know, people uh, look for help, don't they? She do, on yeah. Small things, you know, and it does like. happen, like, it does. Well, I know my son-in-law's looking for a job anyway. Dear Mother, this time last year I was expecting my first baby. Thank you for my beautiful, healthy baby boy. Please look after us. Thank you. Please look after someone special to us who passed away during the year. And finally, dear Mother, thanks for restoring my husband to good health after having treatment for cancer. And he is here doing this novena. So with all those thanksgivings now and all I had changed in the car and I left it after me. Huh? I'm afraid not. They're big enough now to get to do it for themselves. Give me the money, Yomi. Sorry, lad, can you just do I think, anyway, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I think they only got two or three days, not even a full week. Sometimes you'd wonder over the inside in the church at all, you know. <laughs> Some people have no patience. They want to they want to come but yet they want to go home as quick as possible. And unfortunately, you know, you're trying to get everyone out as quick as possible. Uh, yeah, sometimes I have to bite my tongue. You know, sometimes I might, you know, by the end of the week now I might let fly. <laughs> yeah.